Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and thank you so much for tuning in. You are in for a treat today. We are continuing our relationship series as we have kind of pivoted. This to show some tender love and care to the singles out there. And if you haven't yet, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to Living Single Part 1 with the ladies and to go back and listen to Living Single Part 2 with the fellas. But now we're taking it one step further, and we just want to provide you with some wisdom as it relates to dating. But first, let me read a listener review. And this is from Nice to Meet You Podcast. It's kind of cool when I get reviews from fellow podcasters, like from your from your peers. So thank you. And this person said, if you are looking for some down home Southern hospitality, then look no further. Paul is a great and compassionate host with a soothing voice. He does an excellent job making his guests feel comfortable. Great podcast. And thank you so much for that thoughtful review. And to my dear listener who I like to call Thriver, if you like what you hear today, would you consider leaving us a rating and a review in either of the following platforms? Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podchaser, CastBox, or Podcast Addict. And thank you in advance. But now, let's talk. My guest today, Rustling Williams, is a Christian life coach, author, blogger, and she helps single Christian women to walk in wholeness and confidence through her books, her blogs, her speaking, and her social media. Rustling has been very transparent about her personal testimony being a single Christian woman in her 30s. She has put off the shame of feeling like there was something wrong with her for her being single and has embraced her identity about a confident single woman who models wholeness. Man, just from the introduction, y'all already know y'all in for a treat. So, Rustling, welcome to Real People, Real Talk. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Most definitely. I just want to give the listener a, a disclaimer. Dating isn't a biblical concept, okay? But we want the purpose of this episode, we want to point you into utilizing biblical principles and wisdom and just a walk in the spirit so you can make wise God honoring choices as it relates as it relates to your relationships and your dating. And so wrestling in the context of Christian dating as we're just going to dive right into the content at hand, because just based on like your super dope blog and your Instagram, this is right up your alley. Um, in mm-hmm. the context of Christian dating, what should singles look for in another person while dating? Um, well, one main thing they should look for is, uh, a lot of the traits, uh, that they've been developing within themselves. Um, I'd like to share for single women, uh, in the Bible says in Ephesians five, um, that men should love themselves, you know? So I think it's important to look for someone who loves themselves. I think both men and women should look for someone who loves themselves. Uh, and that starts with our relationship with God first, Um, so when we have a relationship with God, we begin to take on the value and the worth that God ascribed to us in his word. Um, and that gives us the ability to love ourselves. And out of that love, uh, we have the capacity to love others. Um, but so many people out here, they're looking for a spouse to be the answer for their insecurities or to be a coping mechanism uh, to make them feel like they're okay. And they need to resolve those things while they're single uh, in their relationship with God. 
Um, also bringing other people in um, to our thoughts, such as uh, healthy Christian therapy or just godly circles of friends will also help us to do that so that we'll be more balanced when we do uh, decide to get into a relationship. So definitely someone who loves themselves, because I find that a lot of people are abusive um, when they have not yet developed that love for themselves and they have not developed healthy ways to deal with their insecurities. And we all have insecurities because we're all human. We all desire security. We all desire a place to be vulnerable uh, and to be ourselves with. And that's the importance of creating that safe space for ourselves first as a single person uh, so that we can carry that into a marriage. And hopefully our, our partner will bring that to the table and we can bring that to the table as well uh, for our partner. Uh, we want to look for someone who has a relationship with God, someone who is not just religious, someone who's not just talking about the faith, but someone who's actually living it out in their walk. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes that requires us to walk alone. Sometimes that requires us to be misunderstood. But all of that is okay um, because that develops God's character within us. And we want to choose someone who has some sort of character uh, that you can't get just by being taught that in school. You have to get that in the school of life and in the school of walking in the spirit, you know, because the Holy Spirit will teach you how to maneuver uh, through unique circumstances um, that could be possibly detrimental without the wisdom of God. Um, I'm looking for someone who uh, has maturity. I want someone that I can respect. I think that's very important for women. Uh, we definitely need someone that we can respect. Um, I want to serve my husband, you know, so um, it's just when you really have that respect for someone, it just really makes you want to serve them uh, and kind of deny yourself uh, to some degree for them. Um, so, yeah, I think those are good qualities to look for. There are so many good qualities out there to look for. Uh, and then there are some qualities also that we want, want to avoid. And I think the more that we grow and develop as people, the more we'll learn what qualities are good for ourselves and what qualities are not good for ourselves. And one of the last things that I want to say is we want to look for someone that we can be ourselves with. If you have to demean who you are as a person in order to be in a relationship with someone, then that person is not the one. One of the things that Adam said to Eve when he first met her in the garden, um, by the way, she was chilling with God. She wasn't desperate for a man. She was chilling with the Lord. Come on. <laughs> and the Lord presented her to this man. And um, the man automatically identified with who she was. He automatically identified with her identity. And that's one of the gifts of a man is um, the man has the ability to um to discern the identity and to name things, you know, and that's what God had Adam to do in the beginning. So he um, just met her, didn't have a conversation with God or anything, you know, it's just that he was in intimate fellowship with the Lord. And so he, he was walking in his gift and, and as a man, as he was supposed to do. And he said, Hey, this is bone to bone, flesh of my flesh. Now, how did he know that she was bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh if he was asleep? You know, so he was operating in his gift of God and in the image of God by naming her um, 
the same way that God would name her by her identity. So that man that is for you and that woman is that is for you, they're going to see who you are and they're going to be able to see the identity that God has ascribed to you, that you are worthy, that you are loved, that you are enough. And they're not going to try to make you uh, morph into something that God has not created you to be in order to be in a relationship with them. And that's the type of relationship that we want a reciprocal relationship where we both can honor God together. But there's so much that can be said about that. Listen, she didn't hit the ground running. I love <laughs> how you pointed us to scripture, um, pointing us to, to God because healthy relationships begin, healthy relationship with others begin with a healthy relationship with God. And mm-hmm. like you said, there's a healthy sense of self-love, somebody who's not a religious not religious only mm-hmm. per se, but have a real relationship with Christ. And mm-hmm. we just want to let you know this, this list is not exhaustive, but we just want mm-hmm. to give you a great foundation. want to give you a starting place. And you pointed to like qualities to look for and qualities to avoid. And I'm glad you said that because in next week's episode, we're doing an episode specifically dedicated to recognizing red flags and dating. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And mm-hmm. I also like not to put you on the spot. But yes. are there any like non-negotiables that maybe we should look out for in dating? Uh, definitely. I would recommend a book uh, by Deborah Fialta. Uh, I believe she's a psychologist and she has a book called True Love Waits. And she breaks down uh, what's called red flags, yellow flags and green flags. And so she gives examples of red flags, um, which are non-negotiables. And those are things that make you want to stop. And they make you just kind of want to run away from that situation. And so a non-negotiable, if you're a believer, we're not supposed to be unequally yoked with non-believers. So that can be the first one. You don't want to be with an unbeliever. Um, If you're with someone who is abusive, physically, emotionally, um, that's not healthy either. You know, Uh, and and that can be a code that can become a codependent relationship Uh, where both people end up broken instead of the one person who's already broken, getting whole and healed and then coming to the table uh, to be in a relationship, to become one with someone. Uh, The Bible warns us, don't make friends with an angry man. You know, so if you see someone who's quickly angry, short fused, um, lacks self-control and has bad judgment that goes along with that, you know, you may end up in trouble because that type of person is going to end up in trouble if they don't get that under control, you know? So these are just some obvious things to look out for, but sometimes people are in in such situations where um, they're so desperate for a spouse that they're willing to put up with anything just to be married, you know? And that kind of gets into the idolatry of marriage where people feel like, oh, I just have to be married. Oh, I'm getting older. So I just have to get married. And so, Um, when marriage becomes an idol in our lives, we're willing to sacrifice our peace of mind. We're willing to sacrifice our relationship with God on the altar of marriage. When God says he's a jealous God, don't have any other God before him. The only reason that God tells us that and gives us that command is because he wants to protect us. You know, actually, I was reading about that this morning um, in the book of Exodus. I think it might be chapter 34, where it talks about how God is, God's name is jealous. That's actually one of his names. He has several different names uh, that um, speak to the characteristics of God, which is character to his nature. Uh, So he has a holy, pure jealousy as part of his nature. And when you look that word up, it talks about anger um, and 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 it is in such a way to protect, 
You know, it's not an anger because there's a holy anger. The Bible says be angry, but don't sin, which speaks to the ideal that we can be angry and not sin. You know, when a father, you know, sees his child in danger, you know, that father is going to go protect that child. So there may be a natural anger that comes out, you know, that goes to protect the child from whatever may be putting that child in danger. And God is the very same way with us. You know, he has a holy anger over us uh, to protect us and to love us. And and that's how God sees us. You know, he sees us as valuable, uh, as worthy of being protected. And that's the reason why God doesn't want us to um, idolize anything, not marriage or anything. We're, we're not supposed to have any other gods before him. Thank you so much for your transparency and that answer. And for those that's listening and you are on Twitter, that was a, that was, that was a tweetable moment right there. Don't make marriage an idol. That's just one of the tweetable moments. And so um, I'm going to leave that that book link in the show notes so people can can read that. And as we move on, we're going to just kind of just speak some truth and speak some wisdom to some cultural um, ideologies in dating right now. And so, Russell, let's say you dated somebody for a couple of months. Um, but it's not going anywhere. What is the proper way to let them know? Because a lot of people out here ghosting nowadays. And where is Christ in that? So talk to the people. Okay. Uh, well, my personal ideology is you don't have to necessarily go out with everyone that you're interested in. You can find out a lot about a person by talking to them. You know, so if you have a conversation on the phone first or maybe a couple of conversations, you can kind of get a feel for whether you really want to be with this person or not. I'm the type of person I don't like to waste my time. So if I feel like we're not going in the same direction anyway, I'm going to let you know early on over the phone before I go out with you. Um, So I haven't had the experience where I've had to um, break up with someone um, as as me initiating it. You know, I've had people break up with me. you know, when I was dating them, um, a lot of times what God would, would do is just kind of shift them out of the way and they would go in another direction. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, last guy I dated, he told me, hey, you know, he wasn't rocking with the, you know, boundaries I had for sex mm-hmm. uh, before marriage um, and not going to his house while no one else was there. So he's going to find someone else because that's not that important to him, you know, and I think that's reasonable you know, uh, to just say, Hey, I don't feel like we're going in the same direction. Um, let's, you know, just go our separate ways. I think that's reasonable. Now, if you're, uh, talking to someone online or through an app, um, a dating app, I don't think there's anything wrong with ghosting. Um, they have the unmatch button on there for a reason, you know, you may not want to give them an explanation, uh, because you just met them, you know, maybe you just had a couple of conversations, you haven't been out with them. That's pretty easy. Um, but I do think, you know, if you are dating someone like the uh, example that you began with for a couple of months, and this person is thinking, especially if they're thinking this, it's going somewhere, especially if you've com- you communicated that, you know, you're um, looking for this to be something serious. I think you owe just a general explanation to say, you don't even have to explain why you could just say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not comfortable with this. You know, I want to move in a different direction. I don't think we should see each other anymore, you know, and just try to be genuine in the beginning. You know, if people a lot of times are honest in the beginning, you know, um, it won't be so hurtful. 
and you know, you're not leading a person on, you know, I know some guys, they may be interested in a, a girl and they may watch her or girls may watch a guy's social media um, or just, you know, any way they can observe that person before they pursue. That's also a good way because, you know, the Bible talks about how a good name is, is uh, important. I think it says a good name is better than uh, riches or something like that. You know, so you don't want your name to be out here in the streets as running through uh, guys or girls, you know, and just uh, leaving them heartbroken, you know, so you want to be careful with that. I appreciate you speaking to that. And you made me think of something I wasn't originally thinking of, like just this this online dating space and how the rules are just kind of different. And for those that's listening, like we're not we're not being legalistic here. Just from a loving place, I just want to provide you with some wisdom. And I don't think I would add to that because I, you know, I haven't been in the dating world in a while because I'm married. But the golden rule, man, treat others how you yes. want to be treated. Um, <laughs> exercise wisdom. Um, but I would say speak the truth in love and mm-hmm. be be respectful. And remember that all that you do, you you represent Christ. And so that's the only thing that I would say to that. And you already referenced this, just, you know, just the boundaries you set in place. Um God calls us to pursue holiness. He calls us to pursue purity. So what boundaries, what are some boundaries we should, you know, put in place while we're dating and speaking today, like how far is, it's too far. That's a question they get asked a lot. So I know I threw two things at you, but talk to me. Okay. Well, I love when you talk about holiness and uh, purity um, because we know we're not doing this for show. We're not doing this so we can be uh, considered good Christians. Um, that kind of speaks to the religion or the religious culture of uh, purity culture. Um, but holiness and purity is about intimacy with God, which is one of my favorite topics in the entire world because God is my rock. <laughs> I mean, when you, when you uh, read, I think it's Psalms 15, it talks about who will abide in God's holy hill, him that is of a pure heart and who keeps his lips from speaking deceit. So this is why we seek to be holy and this is why we seek to be pure, because we want to dwell in the presence of the Lord without distraction. Because when we allow impurity there, when we allow sin there, um, we're putting a wedge between us and the Lord, even though the Lord never leaves us nor forsakes us. You know, now we're distracted with condemnation and, and all of these other things that we're bringing into our intimate relationship with the Lord. And that's the reason why um, idolatry is considered uh, compared in the book of Corinthians with sexual sin, um, which is a, a whole other uh, lesson. Um, but that's the reason why we seek purity is because we want to dwell with the Lord. We want to be in his presence. So the reward for purity is the presence of the Lord without distraction. Um, and so when you have that in your heart, the fact that you love God more, that's the reason why the Bible says those that love me, they're, they're the ones who keep my commandments. It no longer becomes an issue of, um, how far can we go or, uh, what boundaries are we allowed to put in place or should we put in place? It becomes, man, I love walking with the Lord. You know, I love seeking the Lord without distraction, you know, so, Lord, lead and guide me by your spirit. And the Bible says, okay. walk in the spirit and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Come on. So when we have that intimacy uh, with God lined up where we love God more, uh, the Holy Spirit will teach us and he will give us convictions in our heart to lead us and guide us. And those convictions may de- be different for different person, 
The Holy Spirit may navigate you a different way than he may navigate me because that's not my struggle. You know, I'm a virgin. I haven't, you know, had sex yet, although I've had some sexual issues and um, things of that nature that I've talked about on other uh, podcasts. So the Holy Spirit may navigate me differently than he may navigate you because there are different triggers that you have that I don't have. You know, so there may be situations that I can walk into with boldness and still um, stand and and not give into temptation. Whereas with you, the Holy Spirit is going to lead you differently. So that question can't necessarily be blanketly answered. Um, It has to be answered through your intimacy with God, through your personal uh, convictions. Um, With the last gentleman that I was dating, he was very attractive. You know, he's a chocolate, dark skinned brother like I like. You know, he was bold and he did what he said, said what he meant, which is very manly, all of that stuff. You know, so um, it kind of got me excited. So, you know, I told him I want to set up a boundary child. I don't want to be at your house when ain't nobody else there, you know, got the jazz music going and we sitting together on the couch. No, sir, I don't want to be in that situation. So (laughs) so that was a boundary of mine, you know, and, um, you know, that um, helped me to um, stay in position to continue to honor God as a single woman. And and that's the goal, you know, so we don't want to look for how close we can get to the line, but we want to look for what are the convictions that the Holy Spirit has given me so that I can still honor him and walk in that intimacy with him. Yeah, wrestling is keeping it. All the way real today. I love what you said. Holiness and purity is related to our intimacy with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just got to marinate on that. Because it reminded me of Psalms 24 where it says, Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who mm-hmm. will stand in this holy place? The one that has clean hands and a mm-hmm. pure heart and does not mm-hmm. trust in idols. And so while we're talking about scripture, let me give you a little bit more. First Corinthians 6, 18 says to flee from sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. All other sins that a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against his own body. And Paul mm-hmm. goes on to say in Ephesians 4.27, give the devil no place. And so when we don't set boundaries in place, we are setting up ourselves for failure. And I love what you said. Like, it's not just a blanketed answer. One size fit all. But you know what you can handle and you know what you can't handle. So don't mm-hmm. be deceived by your flesh. And mm-hmm. so I went to this website, one of the resources, and I'll leave the link in the show notes. Godquestions.org. And let me just read what they said. It was it was so profound. There's no definite answer to the question, how far is too far? Anytime we approach sin with the attitude of how close can I get before I have to repent, we're setting ourselves up for failure. For a Christian, the question should be: how can I keep my heart and thoughts honoring to God in this dating relationship? And better yet, is the person that asks the question, how can I protect the purity? Of the person that I'm dating Y'all need to marinate on that And so moving on to some other hot topics That's in the world right now That we just want to speak truth to um, Should It may be random But some people believe in this But should Christians rely on Zodiac signs While dating What are your thoughts on that uh, Well you know the Bible says Is, is that in uh, Deuteronomy I think it might be in Deuteronomy Chapter 9 or 18 uh, You can google it but it talks about divination and how we're not supposed to depend on divination. That's just another form of idolatry, um, which we talked about earlier. And you want to be careful, like the scripture you read, um, give no place to the devil, you know, because everybody does not deserve um, 
the room or the space to speak into our lives. You know, um, we need the word of God to speak into our lives. The word of God is living. The word of God is God. The Bible talks about that in the book of John. You know, uh, the word of God is able to cut through hard situations. That's the reason why the Bible says that the word of God is sharp. It, it is a discerner of the heart. It is able to cut through the marrow of the bone, which is a really hard bone. Uh, so the, the Lord is enough is what I'm saying. What God has given us is enough. Even the, um, the fivefold ministry, um, even though we're only human and people make mistakes within the fivefold ministry, that is enough. Um, to get us to where we need to go to the point where we do not have to depend on divination because divination um, is a form of leaning to familiar spirits, which are spirits that are not the spirit of the Lord um, that, you know, observe people and in the familiarities of people. And then based on those familiarities, they try to prophesy out of that, you know, and, and that's not prophecy by the spirit of the Lord, but that's by another spirit. You know, and the Lord wants to protect us from that. You know, you could open yourself up to something and go crazy by opening yourself up to uh, that type of uh, demonic uh, influence. So I would definitely warn against that because, like I said, the Bible warns against all forms of divination. So that includes the horoscopes, that includes signs of zodiacs, tarot cards, uh, crystal balls. Uh, any form of divination, um, if you just Google it and look it up uh, and look up uh, divination in the Bible, all of that will come up, you know, so you definitely want to be careful. You want to depend upon the spirit of God and you want to depend on the wisdom of God. And a good thing about the wisdom of God is it's ongoing because the wisdom of God comes from God. The Bible talks about in the book of Proverbs, which is the book of wisdom, which is the book my daddy made us read like all the time when we was coming up. He used to always be like, read the book of Proverbs. It is so real to life, you know. So um, anyway, the book of Proverbs says that when you wake up, wisdom will speak with you. In other words, this is an ongoing relationship. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom, you know, and that's the reason why the Bible says that uh, if we lack wisdom, Uh, If any man lacks wisdom, so this is not just for preachers and pastors, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and doesn't look down on him. Uh, The scripture says an upbraid of not, and that scripture means to not look down on a person. So God's not going to say, you dumb, you should have known that, you know, but God's going to be like, here, this is what you need to do, or this is what's going on in this situation. This is how I need you to move, you know, um, I have that gift of discernment and wisdom, you know, because I constantly depend upon the Lord. You know, and the Bible says that God gives grace to the humble. That means wherever you're lacking, whatever it is that you need, God is going to fill in that space as long as you look to him. He's going to give you grace to the humble, to the person who realizes, hey, I ain't got this on my own, Lord. I, I need some help from you. You know, so that's where we should be going to to get our wisdom and our knowledge for relationships and everything else. Be careful who you allow to speak into your life. Bring in that heat with every answer to every question. I love what you said. Like everybody does not deserve to speak into your life. And once again, I went to the same uh, resource, gotaquestion.org, and and just kind of typed it in. It's kind of like what it's kind of like a Google search engine, but it's specifically for questions about the Bible. And I use it a lot in my ministry and also personally in studying. And it says the stars should awaken our wonder at the power and the wisdom of God. 
We use the stars to keep track of time and place and to remind us of God's faithful covenant keeping nature. So all the while we acknowledge the creator of the heavens, but our wisdom, as Russell said, our wisdom comes from God, not the stars. The word of God, the Bible is our guide through life, end quote. And the only thing I would add to that is to echo that. Let's rely on God's word and the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit while dating. Mm-hmm. So this amen. next, amen, and amen again. <laughs> so this, this next one, because I feel like in, in dating, especially in Christian dating, we got to be careful that we don't manipulate others. And we got to be careful that we don't use um, God as a way to control others. And so I want to ask you, has this ever happened to you? And if it was happening, how would you respond? But if a man walked up to you, and maybe in the context of dating, but he said, God told me that you're my spouse. Like, how do you, what you do with that? <laughs> that actually has happened to me before, <laughs> but I wasn't dating a guy. I was coming out of the grocery store. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he was standing um, outside the grocery store as I was coming out. I guess he was waiting for an attractive sister to lay the line. Oh, <laughs> what a pickup line. Um, so he's like yeah god told me you you was my wife i paused i looked at him to make sure with clarity to make sure i understood him correctly i was like say that again he's like god told me you was my wife so i repeated it back to him because i was so in shock i was like like wait what i was like so god told you (laughs) that i'm your wife then i was like okay God bless you. And I went to the car and got in the car drove home. <laughs> I don't blame you. That was it, you know. Well, he he wasn't attractive to me or anything like that, you know. Um, so I wasn't going to pursue that or anything. Plus, you know, that's not how you approach people. You approach people by getting to know them. You know, even if God did tell you that somebody was your spouse, because God does have the ability to do that, you don't want to be foolish, and approach people and say, oh, God told me that you're my wife or you my husband. No, that person is a human being, you know, so you have to respect that person's freedom of choice. So therefore, you should introduce yourself to them like you would anybody else. By the way, um, the Bible says if we want friends, we have to first show ourselves friendly. So just be real, just be natural, just have natural affection and show yourself friendly. You know, hey, I thought you were attractive you know, um, would you like to take my number? You know, I'm a man of God. I don't know if you're a woman of God, but I'd like to, you know, get to know you, you know, something like that, just something natural and real. You know, if the young lady thinks the gentleman is attractive, she may take his number and call him or vice versa. She may give her his number and maybe you can start a connection there. And then she can um, get to know him and practice discernment and see if he's someone who compliments her. And if so, then maybe they can decide together and choose each other together. Because ultimately, you know, both the uh, man and the woman, they choose each other. Um, And, you know, God does have an influence on it. God has already given us his word. He's already given us wisdom. Um, God can speak to our hearts and give us prophecy and all of those different things. Just like when um, uh, the guy in the Bible was looking for a wife, I think for Isaac, and he was praying to God and he was like, oh, whichever young lady that doesn't just uh, give me something to drink, but she offers my camel something to drink, you know, uh, let her be the one, you know, so it just so happened to work out. But, you know, if, 
if he would have gave the if she would have gave the camel something to drink, but she was like mean and rude and all of that, you know, Isaac might have been like, uh-uh. <laughs> you know, even though that guy prayed that prayer, you know, so we still have a choice in the matter, you know, and we just have to remember that when we're talking to people so that we're not um, trying to manipulate people, you know, and, and we want to make sure we're showing mutual respect, um, respect for their choice, as well as um, how we like respect for our choice. I just love how practical this conversation, this episode has been like, we didn't get super deep per se, but it doesn't give you like practical everyday stuff that you can use um, as we have these different like ideologies and culture. And we just want to keep Christ first. And just because something is popular and, and culture doesn't mean that we should follow suit. And so mm-hmm. specifically to this question, this idea of like God telling me that God, uh, somebody walking up to you and said, God told you you're my spouse. Uh, listen, be careful out there, y'all. Um, don't let anyone use God or scriptures out of context to manipulate you or to take advantage of you. The Bible tells us that God is not the author of confusion. And so the same God that spoke to that person, he'll speak to you too. Um, and it is imperative that you stay in constant communion with God. I cannot stress that enough. It is imperative that you stay in constant communion with God through, through prayer, through Bible study, through through church and just having a community, because when you have all those ingredients, you'll be able to better discern truth and make wise God honoring decisions as it relates to your relationship specifically, but also in every area and aspect of your lives. And so wrestling like this has been an awesome episode. And as we land this plane, like what are your final words of encouragement to those that are out there that's single and ready to mingle? Okay. Hi. It's a lot of us out there single and ready to mingle. Um, And sometimes we find ourselves waiting a little longer when we're more mature, you know, because um, I just want to encourage people. Sometimes when you're more mature, you know, you can kind of see through stuff a lot easier um, and you don't waste your time. But on the other side of that, it can feel discouraging because you may not be dating for a while. Like, for example, it's been five years since I've been out on a date, you know, Um, So that's, you know, partially because I haven't necessarily been doing a whole lot of seeking for that. Um, But also I haven't had anyone to approach me who I'm interested in um, or who I see going in the same direction as me, you know, and I can respond to that, you know, by feeling depressed and down and out and woe is me. Or I can just, you know, use my time wisely and be thankful, you know, that I'm not in an ungodly relationship and I am in a position where I can be open when someone appropriate does come along, you know. So I just want to encourage those out there who may not be dating uh, right now. Don't feel like there's anything wrong with you uh, for not dating anyone or not having a boyfriend or a girlfriend at this time. Um, just keep yourself in the right spirit, you know, um, stay in worship, stay in your purpose Keep loving people um, like you love yourself. Make sure you're on your self-care. Make sure you have goals and visions and you're working on that. But make sure you have plenty of time just to enjoy life, you know, Uh, enjoy your life. You know, don't allow life to pass you by, you know, because one day, you know, God may send someone and he may send someone quicker than you expect. And now you have new responsibilities. You're in a different situation and you didn't appreciate the um, the single uh, season that you did have, you know, so just make sure you appreciate where you're at 
and trust God where you're at. God knows what you need and he's able to uh, provide that. That's actually in Luke 12. It's also in Matthew chapter six, uh, where it talks about how God knows what we need and we're more valuable than sparrows. You know, so don't seek after all of the things that the Bible says that the pagans seek after. They seek after their needs constantly, you know, um, as if they have to do that, you know. But God is saying, you know, I want you to seek me first, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things. They're going to be added to you. They come with the kingdom. In other words, they come with when you seek the kingdom of God first. So there has to be that level of trust. And that it does get harder sometimes as we get older. Um, We may see some gray hairs popping up and whatnot. But, you know, the Bible says he renews our youth like the eagles. You know, that's in the book of Psalms, you know. So even though I'm almost 40 years old, I look like I'm in my 20s. You know, so sometimes I get these little young bucks trying to holler at me and it's like, "Uh uh-uh, son. (laughs) You know, so that's how good God is. God has everything we, we need. And then the last thing, um, uh, don't follow your feelings. Um, follow God. Don't trust your feelings. Trust God because feelings are momentary, you know, so we may feel one way one moment. And then in the next moment, you know, we may feel a whole other way, you know, so uh, just make sure that we're we're constantly submitting to the Lord and following the spirit and following the wisdom of God um, and enjoying life. So important to enjoy life. That's it. It is obvious, it is evident that you have a lot of wisdom to share about this topic. So please, Ruslan, tell the listener, how can the people connect with you? So uh, you can get a hold of all of my books uh, by visiting RuslanWilliams.com. That's RuslanWilliams.com. There's also a link to my blog. My blog is Intercession for a Generation. Uh, where I encourage millennials about life and relationship lessons. Um, I write that blog bi-weekly. I have three books, uh, The Single Christian Woman's Guide. Uh, The second one is The Wholeness Action Plan. And then Patterns of the Heart, Discernment, and Choosing a Potential Spouse. So each of these books are available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Christian Books, all different retailers out there. Uh, So when you visit my website, I do have links Uh, to the different places where you can order the books. So thank you so much. Oh, you can follow me on Instagram too, uh, at Russell and Williams or at intercession, the number four AG. That's my blog handle uh, or my name at Russell and Williams. Y'all wrestling is not wasting her single season. And we pray that you don't waste your single season as well. And I'm going to leave all those links in the show notes uh, so you can connect with her, buy her books, show her some support and go um, just engage in all of her good content. And also I want to actually hey, connect with me on Instagram. Yeah, that's like another side of me. I produce content that make you laugh and make you think it's at Paul W. Calco. And I'll leave that link as well. And so, Rustin, thank you so much for joining the Real People Real Talk show today. No problem. Thanks again for having me. I really enjoyed this, Paul. Yes, this was a very fun conversation. I look forward to collaborating again in the future. And to the dear listener, my thriver, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you like what you heard, consider sharing this episode with a few friends today. Uh, you can, If you're listening on your phone, you can screenshot it or you can just text them the link. But let's share this good content with others so others can be blessed because I was also blessed by this. And you definitely want to tune in next week. 
we are taking another step forward. Uh, we're talking about red flags and dating. You do not want to miss an episode. It is a collaboration with the Rooted Life podcast, and I'm very excited about that. Lastly, this episode is a part of our relationship series, as you can tell. So we're ending this with a portion of a song by J.E. White called Fall in Love. And I'm going to leave that link in the show notes so you can listen to that song fully. But until next time, go be all that God has called you to be. Come on, help me sing it. No matter how far. No matter how far.